Welcome to the Community Conversations podcast, where we believe that world transformation begins with gospel transformation, and gospel transformation begins with discovering the truth about who God is and who you are. And it starts right now. another episode of Community Conversations Podcast. I'm here again with Noah Champ. Hello. Hello. How you doing? Good. Doing great. Good. Good week. Yeah. As of recording this, still no baby. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Not a dad. Not a dad. It has been, um, yeah, he's just stubborn, I guess. <laughs> stubborn. It's, uh, it's weird because you can't plan anything out in your life. Yeah. Like you're in a constant state of just like waiting to do anything. Yeah. At any given moment. Yeah. Cause we got a, yeah. we got a baby shower invite, like, um, I think second or third week of March. It's like, maybe <laughs> we'll let you know. <laughs> yeah. Don't really know. So yeah, yeah, it's been fun. It's, we've reached a place now where like everything felt like it went super fast and now it's like moving, you know, at the speed of molasses. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. These last like final moments of yes. just waiting. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So yeah. we're, we're we're getting there. We're hoping in the next couple of days. Yeah, we're eating spicy food, and doing all the stuff. So, spicy food, going on walks, walks, all the things, and so yeah, just, he's he's taking his. Which we were kind of told that you know I think I think the normal thing is like with your first one, you know, hitting that like forty two weeks. Yeah, you know, Mark. Some people never actually leave that. You know, it's kind of their normal. Yeah, that's kind of how Katie's been. Yeah. yeah, and so you know, it's and I know it's normal. It's just your. You're ready. You know, yeah. you hear the due date, which, you know, was the 18th. So you're, you're yeah. in your brain, that's the finish line. Right. And you're, it's not there. So. Yeah. 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 It's fun, man. We're so excited. Yeah. I'm me too, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm pumped. I can't wait. You'll, hopefully next week you'll have somebody else on here. <laughs> I'll <laughs> right. be old now. I know, right? It's so abstract too. You can't, I was telling, I had coffee with a good friend today and um, I was telling him, you can't like. It's so weird because you're anticipating this thing you can't understand. Sure. And so it's like you don't really even know what you're waiting for. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 You'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. Um. Yeah. Hopefully. Uh. Hopefully you don't pass out. Sometime I'll maybe I'll tell the story. Yeah. For sure. I don't do well in that <laughs> environment. <laughs> no. In your defense, though, <laughs> as much as I've ragged you about. You kind of not being there for the birth of your children predominantly. Well, I was there. <laughs> you was were just... there in spirit, <laughs> in spirit, and in health. Um, <laughs> the The reality is, you're just not good around like bloody stuff altogether. It's not just child. Like if I cut yeah. my hand open right now, there's a good chance, you know. Yeah. You're. Yeah. You're back. Yeah. It's just. Yeah. It's just, Overall, it's just a the lot. whole you weren't built for war. You know what I mean? You're a thinker. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I'm excited. Um, I'm hoping for this third one that I'll really, I've really got it locked in this yeah, time. Yeah, you're just going to man this thing out. You may even deliver it yourself. Yeah. Tell everyone to just step aside, just take <laughs> over. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Let's introduce our topic. Yeah. <clears throat> I thought it would be fun to, uh, and this is something we've alluded, alluded to, <clears throat> And on I think Sundays? you've mentioned it. Yeah, like on Sundays, okay. you've kind of mentioned it and we've thrown it around, but I've I was thinking about it and we've not done like a like a specific teaching on this 
okay. and like what it means, why we believe it, what it means for us. Sure. And so the topic is kenosis. Ooh. And when I say that, probably not a lot Good of people one. will know what that means. Sure. You know, yeah. <clears throat> um, maybe some will, but I, uh, yeah, it wasn't until, you know, the last couple of years I'd ever even heard the word kenosis. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like a, um, it's hard because we've, we've, I've had this talk before in our community, like there are correct words for things, but it doesn't mean people understand them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that can make it difficult. It's like, this is the right word, <laughs> but it doesn't make it any easier for you. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So kenosis. Kenosis. Let's, um, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to read. Uh, this is Philippians 2. Okay. I'm just going to read a couple of verses here. Off your digital Bible, huh? Jeez. <laughs> Carry some scriptures with you, would you? <laughs> Where's your sword? <laughs> Here it is. Okay. Uh, verse 5. Philippians 2, starting verse 5. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Mm. And so that's one verse that I think we can use to kind of springboard mm-hmm. into this. And so the the idea of kenosis, and we'll kind of unpack this, and you give me your, your best description too, but mm-hmm. kenosis is basically the idea <clears throat> that Jesus, at no point was he not God, but he came and he chose to live as a human, basically emptying himself of his divine power mm-hmm. um, and chose to live, you know, like a human in the flesh, and that we don't see we don't see him performing any miracles or doing anything supernatural uh, until he's baptized and the Holy Spirit comes upon him and remains. Yes, yeah. And so feel feel free to fill in the gaps anywhere. Yeah. So, um, the concept is is that yeah, basically Jesus strips himself of or takes off, is a better word, takes off, maybe you could say the robe of divinity mm-hmm. and puts on the robe of man. Yeah. And he chooses to operate and function in his earthly life under the the power of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. rather than himself. Right. If that makes sense. And yeah. it's his spirit. Yeah. But it... <laughs> It's not and or, it's both, right? Right. But the reality is he's saying, and oftentimes here's, I think, here's people's problem with kenosis as a whole, is people would often say that Jesus cannot, like, take off his godliness. Mm-hmm. But, you know what I mean? Because, like, that that would be, like, limiting him. Right. But I actually find mm-hmm. it is the opposite. Okay. To say that God can't do something is a limit. Sure. God can do anything he well pleases. Sure. And so the ability to say, I will do things through the power of the Holy Spirit on me Mm -hmm. 
is the fullness of what we are offered. Right. And so his coming is one to do things as man, to free man, to free mankind, but also as the blueprint of what now being fully human right. means. Right. That is, that is the idea of, of, of what kenosis is. It's the relinquishing of your divinity to choose humanity. Mm-hmm. And for him, it was to rescue it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think maybe something else that, that people can get tripped up on with this idea of kenosis is that the implication is if Jesus did everything he did as a man empowered by the Holy Spirit, that kind of means that we can do the same things that he did. Bingo. And I think that's that's something that, that I think people can get tripped up on. Yeah. Well, Bill Johnson makes a beautiful statement about it. He says it like this, that if Jesus does everything as God, it's incredible, but it's abstract to me. Right. It's not an invitation into anything. Mm-hmm. You know, if, 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 if a man destroys an ant's nest, well, yeah, <laughs> he smushes an ant with his shoe, of course. Yeah. But when Jesus chooses to do things as a man, it's an invitation into my partnership, into his priestly vocation yeah. of bringing the cosmos into order. Right. And so when we see the life of Jesus, we not only see perfection, but we are now challenged and charged to see ourselves inside of that man. Mm-hmm. We are seen in Christ, as Paul would say. Right, And so kenosis is such a big, in my opinion, part of theology because it is looking at the scriptures and looking at, you know, predominantly the gospels and saying, okay, this is who he's made me to be now. Right. Who he was. Right. You know what I mean? He who knew no sin became sin that I may become the righteousness of God. Right. Yeah. 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 And that's also why I wanted to throw this into kind of our, I don't want to call this a series, but right now we're like talking about the gospel, the good news. Mm-hmm. And to me, this is a really big piece of that. A hundred percent. Yeah. And like yeah. you said, like, because Jesus chose to do things the way he did, the invitation is open for us to start exploring his kingdom and start saying, well, what, like, what is actually available for us in this life? Yeah. Like, what are the things that we can actually do while we're here? Accomplish. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah and I think it's, it, there's a scripture in, um, I think it's Hebrews 5 or 6, one of the two. And the writer of Hebrews says this, he says that Jesus can now sympathize with our struggle yeah. and what we're going through because he went through the same thing. Yep. Now, if he goes through those things as simply God... Well, that's not very encouraging. <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah, good for you. God can do that. Of course he can. Right. Of course God can do that. He, yeah. He's creator of all. He holds the cosmos up with his hands. Right. Of course. Mm-hmm. It's not a very encouraging thing. But when Jesus goes, I'm going to use the Holy Spirit, and then I will send you the paraclete or the divine encourager, mm-hmm. you know, the helper, yeah, as it would be said, the Holy Spirit. It's this way of of going. What you are looking for, the final piece is man and Holy Spirit 
connected. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's John, um, it maybe Luke, but I think it's John where it says, you know, and it's it's a very specific thing we have to understand. Jesus gets baptized, he comes up, and it says the Holy Spirit came on him like a dove and remained. Mm-hmm. And so when we think about Jesus and we go, okay, how is Jesus fully God and how is Jesus fully man on earth? The reality is this. What separates Jesus from us in birth is that God is his Father. And so because of that, his Spirit is the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And so the Holy Spirit was from birth in Jesus. Mm -hmm which meant that he had the fullness to go to and fro from the Father. Full communication, full full relationship there, full mm-hmm. righteousness, full holiness. Yeah. Okay. And so that's great. That's awesome. That's what makes Jesus who Jesus is. I'm not born with the Holy Spirit. Right. Right? When I get saved, then the Holy Spirit comes to me. Right. Okay. And so the reality then becomes this whole place of now... Jesus is has the Holy Spirit in him, mm-hmm. and now something takes place, which is very similar to what happens to our judge to the judges. Mm-hmm. You know, it says the Spirit came on Gideon. Like it said basically that the Spirit put came on Gideon like a glove, basically. Yeah, right now, the Spirit in in the beginning when he's baptized by John the Baptist comes on him, and we see him him begin to work, and yeah. so the Holy Spirit is in two ways in Christ and then eventually two ways in us. It comes on us and comes on us for others and it's in us yeah. for us. Yeah. That's really You know good. what I mean? Yeah. And so the Holy Spirit comes on me and that is where I affect other people, mm. right? It's through the power of Jesus we see healing, we see miracles, we see signs, we see wonders. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? We we use supernatural gifts, the prophetic. That's on me. Yeah. The Holy Spirit in me is basically, you know, the signet ring mm-hmm. that the the prodigal son receives that makes him a son. Yeah. It's his signet ring on my heart that says I belong to Christ. Yep. That's how righteousness is imputed to me. That's how holiness is imputed to me. Right. It's through this idea that the Holy Spirit is in me. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes me whole. Yeah. And they're ve- they're different. Yeah. But they're this but they're they're meant to connect to each other. Right. Yeah, that's really good. <clears throat> and I always found that profound. I think it is John's gospel that, because his baptism is one of the few stories that makes all four gospels. Yeah. There's very few stories. Very. That's one of them. And uh, it, I think it is John that that describes it, that the Holy Spirit comes upon him and remains. Yeah. That's profound because, like you said, the Holy Spirit had come on people in the Old Testament, mm-hmm. judges, kings, you know, yeah, priests. Yeah, for sure. But um, Jesus was the first person on whom the Holy Spirit Descended and remained mm-hmm. because he would come and go mm-hmm. in the Old Testament. Yeah, his yeah spirit would come off. I mean, yeah. you see, with Samson, often in the text, when they're going through, like example, Samson's walking and a lion comes up to him, ready to devour him. It says, and then the spirit of God rushed upon Samson. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And then when he's done, it's like comes off. <clears throat> Yeah, and then you know Samson goes to tear down the thing that says the spirit of God rushed upon Samson again. He tears down the. It's this upon, not in. Right, and that's why you see things in the Old Testament like our righteousness is as filthy rags. Mm-hmm. You know who can know you, who can approach you. You know no one can. All these things. This is a reality of there's there's an internal thing that's that is keeping me from him. Mm-hmm. 
And so that is the connection, the relation, and the external is for the surroundings around me. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and that, you know, and that in my mind, that kind of brings me to like the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Because I've been, I've had like debates with people who just don't believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit sure. for today. Because the, the idea for some is that, well, the Holy Spirit comes upon, or comes to you in, like upon salvation uh-huh. and you kind of get, get everything in that moment mm-hmm. and that like there is no baptism of the Holy Spirit. Sure. And, um, and you know, and I think there's a lot of different schools of thought, but like, I know for sure I, I wasn't experiencing like any form of like, I don't know if I'd call it like the power of the Holy Spirit uh-huh. until it was actually, and sometime I need to tell this story. It was your dad who prayed for me when I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. Oh, wow. And it was, that was in like 20, that was 2012. Yeah. Let me do the math here. 12 years ago, 11 and a half years ago. <clears throat> yeah. Your dad prayed for me. I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. 2012 was 11 and a half years ago. I know. <laughs> I know. I, uh, I've been feeling old lately. I know. I went to the jump park for Izzy's birthday last week. And I, I have as much fun as the kids do at that sure. jump park. But your joints don't. <laughs> My back's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Your knees are like, hey, hey. <coughs> Not what we used to be. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, um, and so, yeah, that's, you know, this idea that like, and I love the way you put it, upon salvation, the Holy Spirit is in you. And that yeah. is like a seal and a guarantee yeah. that you are, you're in the family. Mm-hmm. You're in. Mm-hmm. Right? You're new. You're whole. You're seated with Christ. Everything that he has is in you. Yeah. You're in him. You're good to go. But then there is that aspect where... You invite the Holy Spirit to come upon you yeah. to allow you to do things. Yeah, you know. Yeah, well, it's like, and it's attached to like you know our our king priest like vocation of like to bring dominion and hope, yeah. and, and salvation right to people and mm-hmm. to the sick and to the lost and to the hopeless. All this is tied into that more baptism of fire versus baptism of water. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lately. Nora's been really interested in like the kingdom of God. And she's been nice. like at night, she's been asking just like a lot of questions and she wants us sure. to tell stories. Um, <clears throat> it's been really fun because she's getting to that age where she like, she really wants to know more. Yeah. She's hungry. She's really yeah. hungry. And she's, she's, well, she's in so a pretty curious. wild, you know, she's in a pretty like Holy Spirit kingdom filled community. And so right. you can only see things so long before you <clears throat> become curious about them. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, she's been, you know, for the last little while, they've been in services. Yeah. And it's funny, sometimes you think the kids aren't paying attention because Nora will be, she'll be drawing a picture on the phone or, mm-hmm. you know, we like, we don't give her phone during worship, but sure. then during the message, it's like, I don't know how long you can just sit here. Yeah. And so it's like, well, I'm not exactly short winded either. <laughs> 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 Poor thing. So, you know, we'll give her the phone and she'll be drawing pictures or just, you know, something. Yeah. And <clears throat> last week, I was watching the picture she was drawing and almost every single one of them was like, like spiritually driven. She was drawing pictures of Jesus. She was drawing pictures of, you know, wow. but then she would tell us things that she like heard you say, or like yeah. heard, you know, or she'd ask questions about the song we sang in worship or, you know? Sure. And so it's like, it's like they're, you know, they may not, even if they don't seem like they're paying attention, man, like they're, they're getting it. They're getting it. Yeah. You know, their spirits are well, like they're little in the sponges. Room. Yeah. You know, I think David shows us that when he's playing his harp for, you know, for Saul. We talk about that a lot, but mm-hmm. something, sometimes it's you're in the room and, and everything spiritual, it's so exhausting. Everything spiritual is not going to engage 
or produce inside of me an emotional response. Right. Yeah. The the, the spirit is not based. <laughs> the spirit is actually not based in my emotions. It's it's there to help me properly use and put order to my emotions. Right. And so yeah. oftentimes we don't think kids are receiving something because there's nothing emotional happening to them, but that's not how it works. Right. It can be emotional. Yeah. hundred mm-hmm. percent. But it's not the, it's not the, the, the signpost of the Holy Spirit moving in you. Right. That you're, <laughs> you're crying or you're you yeah. know, manifesting. Yeah. That happens sometimes. Yeah, for sure. But that's not, and I, I learned that, I learned that, you know, we, you know my my history in the church, and I grew yeah. up very kind of conservative Presbyterian. We didn't, I didn't know much about the Holy Spirit. Yes, I I was probably in my early twenties before I heard about like the gifts of the Spirit. Yeah, you know, it just wasn't wasn't something we talked about. We sure. talked about you know, <clears throat> and so we went to to a, a school to learn about like you know the school supernatural and the Father Heart of God and. What happened is we swung the pendulum all the way to the other side, mm-hmm. and I'd kind of come to this point where I like because I had experienced those like radical emotional like I'm shaking on the floor, I'm sobbing. Yeah. You know, I've I've had those moments, of course. And it came to the point where I started, I swung so far to the other side of the pendulum that I thought, well, if I'm not like shaking or crying, I must not be like in the presence. Yes. And then it's like actually, let's come back and find yeah, like a happy medium. Yeah. Of course. You know, that stuff happens, but that's not the only indication. Right. Well, and I find a lot of times that happens more in adults even than kids because especially for the first when they first start getting into the Holy Spirit because they've come so thirsty and so dry. Mm-hmm. That there's nothing else but to but like if your kids grown up in like Holy Spirit like spiritual gift functioning communities, like that's all they know. There's not, they're not dry. Right. They're filled to the brim. Yeah. You walked in dry as a bone, <laughs> encountering something that you didn't know really existed. Right. In your 20s. Mm-hmm. And that's a different thing. And so most of those things, yeah, come out of this place of like, man, I was lost and now I'm, I'm kind of found. Mm hmm. More and it invokes something emotional, and and that normally comes from adults more than does it happens, but more than children because like like Benjamin will just grow up in the presence. Yeah, <laughs> it'll just be as natural, hopefully, to him as eating. It's all all he'll know. It's all he'll know. Yeah, you know, and so it, it it's it's different, I think, than you know, than going. Wait, I'm almost you know I'm close to my thirties, and what is this? Mm-hmm. And you're just yeah, you know, you're hitting the face with it. <clears throat> yeah. Um, it, it's been funny, Nora. So, like I said, she's been asking stories every night. Mm-hmm. Last night, every once in a while, she's got this little like drawing pad. And if we're putting, or if I'm in the room with Izzy first, um, Katie wasn't feeling good last night. So, yeah. for example, so I was putting Izzy Mom down first. Mom and Dad over here. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Nora knows, like, I'll come take care of her afterward. Uh-huh. And so she has this little drawing pad, and sometimes she'll like leave a note for us. And so I never. She wrote order colon. Uh, Something like, like, tell me stories, like, you need to tell me stories about heaven or something like that, Okay, you know? <laughs> yeah. She's so funny. She has yeah. weird stuff like that, but I love it. Sure. Um, so we've just been like, <laughs> so Katie and I just every night have just been like telling her like stories of like things we've encountered and things we've done and things we've seen and, you yeah. know, like <clears throat> like the, the bizarre supernatural stuff and, you know, people we've seen healed and, yeah. you know, and it's just been just super fun seeing that curiosity peaked in her. Yeah. 
but then it comes along with that conversation every night. It's like we're revisiting this idea that like, hey, the Holy Spirit, the same Holy Spirit that was in Jesus when he was doing those things um, is also in you and it's in me. So yeah. that's why we pray for people when they're sick. That's why we pray for each other. That's why we can do this. We can do that. Yeah. Well, it's and it's like a radical, you know, Scripture becomes so, um, I don't know, because we're, I think we're, hopefully most of us, most of us are in the Bible enough that Scripture kind of becomes, we're just used to hearing sentences from Scripture, so we just kind of move on. But sure. It's a bold statement to say the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead is in you. Yeah. <laughs> because that, like, that's that really means something for the way we live. That's radical. And that was not... Yeah. What I think people intended or thought, like the Messiah coming would be, right, <laughs> was that the same thing that empowered him to be who he was is now inside of you, right? Like what a charge to people, you know, yeah, and not in you to constantly remind you of who you're not, mm-hmm. right? He's not your conscience, yeah, which is what mostly the Holy Spirit is seen as is this thing that's going to tell you every time you've sinned, yeah. That's not why he's there. He's actually there to, if you will, lean in and rest in him to empower you to a life of wholeness. Yeah. Which is even better than sinlessness. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. We, I'm going to pause for a break. Sure. But I'm going to pick up there. Last night in our community group, we had a really interesting conversation on sinlessness. Oh, wow. Because it came up in last week's episode mm-hmm. and we had a great conversation. But um, let's pause real quick for a quick break and then we'll get back into that. Sounds good. Are you in the market for top-notch packaging solutions? Look no further. Introducing Associated Packaging, your trusted partner in packaging excellence. We specialize in providing high-quality packaging supplies and cutting-edge packaging automation. Our team is dedicated to ensuring your production runs smoothly with our factory-trained service technicians, just-in-time inventory management, and turnkey packaging solutions. Say goodbye to costly downtime. With Associated Packaging, you'll maximize uptime and reduce downtime, boosting your efficiency and profitability. Don't compromise on packaging quality and efficiency. Choose API for all your packaging needs. Call us today at 706-459-9996, ask for Chad Balistrieri, or visit our website at www.associatedpackaging.com. Associated Packaging, where packaging excellence meets innovation. And we're back. Bingo. So last week we had kind of briefly mentioned, I don't think it was something we talked about at length, but just this idea of like like living a sinless life. Yes. And kind of how that's available to us because, uh-huh. of, because of the good news. Right. Um. <clears throat> So last week or last night, this, this came up, and I'll uh, just this this idea of living a sinless life and kind of what what that means when we say that. Um, and uh, so I've I've shared this before, not on the podcast, <clears throat> but the Lord got me thinking or viewing things in life through this filter of of goals and outcomes, and we we've talked about this a little bit, mm-hmm. but this idea that. <clears throat> there are a lot of really good things in life that are great to have as the outcome of what you're doing, but are terrible goals to pursue in and of themselves. Yeah. That's you know, good. like I, th- I see money as that way. I think if finances are the outcome of what you're, of what you're doing and what you're building, that's great. Yeah. 
Because the problem is we, whatever our goals are, whatever it is that we are pursuing and looking to accomplish, we'll feel justified by whatever means and actions we take in achieving that. Right. Right. Yeah. Whatever they are. Whatever they even are. Even if they're not God. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Exactly. And so, so a few of the examples I've thought of are, and I've shared this one a lot, but like raising kids, <clears throat> I, I think everybody likes to have obedient kids, mm-hmm. but I, I'm not interested in that being my goal mm. because what will I be justified in doing if that's my goal? Mm. I could use fear and intimidation to make them, to make them, yeah. you know, comply and do what I want them to do. When Jesus says in John, oh, I forget, it's John maybe like 8, 13 or 14. I think it's somewhere around there. Check that out, people watching today. <laughs> Braden, if you could check that out yeah. for me. <laughs> yeah, Braden, if you could throw us. <clears throat> um, but Jesus says, I, I do all that the Father has commanded me so that the world may know that I love the Father. And what he's communicating is like, I live in obedience and that obedience is the product of the love that I have with the father. Mm-hmm. Right. Not right. I'm not, I'm not obeying him because I'm scared of him. I'm obeying him because I, because he loves me so much and I love him so much that I fully trust him. Right. You know? Yeah. It's good. Um, and so this, this idea came up with, we, this idea came up in conversation just about like living a sinless life. And we kind of came to the conclusion that I think this may be one of those things that <clears throat> I think that's a really beautiful outcome, but I don't know if that's the goal you want to pursue. Right. Because if that's the goal, and this comes I come back to the idea, I think that we talked about last week, that like whatever you're focusing on is what you're going to empower in your life. Mm-hmm. And so if, my, if I wake up every day and I think, okay, I'm not going to sin today. At the end of the day, like I'm thinking about sin. <laughs> And that's just not going to get you there. No, it's like I think it's I think a good analogy I used this week with with um, with my boys would be you know the idea I think of even for myself my relationship to food and most people diet in the sure. sense to not eat bad food. Yeah, diet dieting is not eating bad food. Right, but like healthy or clean eating is actually the education and empowerment of what is good for my body. Mm-hmm. And those are not the same thing. You know, one is about right. not doing something for an outcome. The other thing is about changing the way I think about food itself. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, the, the wrong approach will land you in a state of sin management mm-hmm. and behavioral modification. Mm-hmm. That, that may work for a really short period, but long term you're not going to see the fruit you want. Yeah. Well, and that's where I think, you know, like spiritual formation and disciplines get end up caught in legalism as they become about behavior modification. Yeah. And oftentimes formation <clears throat> and discipline change behavior, but it's not the outcome. The outcome is actually unto looking like Jesus. Right. I'm not looking at what I'm not becoming. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at hopefully what I am becoming and who I'm becoming like. Right. And that's a very, very different mindset. It is. You know? Yeah. That's what I think, you know, is the problem with the law. Paul says the law, what the law did, according to Romans, Paul says it, it awakened the desire for sin in our hearts. It made sin bloom, mm-hmm. Yeah, is one translation. Right. And the idea is it tells me what not and what to do, but really what it's telling me, really what it's telling me <laughs> right. is what not to do. Right, yeah. And Christ is coming and saying, through me, here's what you can do. Right. And it's the focus of what I can do versus mm-hmm. now what I shouldn't. Right. Yeah, it's a totally different approach. Yeah. But again, 
the the right approach and the right goals will land you in a state of of having the right outcomes. Right, and that's a beautiful way of looking at it: is yeah. goals and outcomes. Because yeah. we've talked about this before, and you know, I think as a church, you know, and as a kingdom family, we're going after this. But the reality is, the goal is not sinlessness; it's wholeness. Right. You know, and that's what we said last yeah. week: is that right. tons of people can go a whole day probably without sinning. You know, mm-hmm. and sin is such a nuanced word now, but we know when we're, yeah, we know. Um, people can do that. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not the the. It's not the worst thing or the hardest thing to do to go one day. Yeah, but very few people are ever whole. <clears throat> yeah, you know, like you look at some of you know just the early church fathers. You look at people, you know, like the apostles, and you go, "That's wholeness right there." Mm-hmm. You know, that's not sinlessness. That's wholeness. Right. They're not focused on who they're not and what they shouldn't be doing. They just have become so convinced of who they are and what that means. That that just becomes their motivation. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. And that's when you get to a place where you're healing the sick. That's when you get to a place where, like, the dead are being raised and demons are being cast out. Yeah. And this feels daunting, but the reality is, is kenosis is the invitation that this is possible. Right. That's the idea. Mm Mm-hmm. The idea is not about in any way or in any possible way trying to demean who Jesus was or is right. at all. Right. In no way am I doing that. Yeah. If in if in anything, the the willingness to say, I will empty myself of something out of love for you mm-hmm. is incredibly powerful. Yeah. More powerful than anything I can imagine. Yep. You know, it's the ultimate, you know, Jesus says that, you know, the ultimate form of love is to, you know, you know, put one's life on the line for another. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's this ultimate form of love to empty yourself mm-hmm. and choose to step in the mess that your creation made, not you. Yeah. Your creation made. Yeah. To step into the mess and just fix it. Yeah. And, and, and love people yourself like what a beautiful thing yeah and i don't ever want it to be seen as this thing of like jesus was less than no right. no right rather that jesus put everything on the line for the thing he loved the most which was us mm-hmm. that's the beauty of what this is about yeah it is him putting on flesh and saying i will do this as you so that you can do what i have done mm-hmm. yeah greater things will you do you know, mm-hmm. than I have done. Right. It's all tied into this idea of him, you know, taking off his cloak of divinity, basically, mm-hmm. and and layering himself with humanity. Yeah. And choosing to be with us, one of us. Yeah. You know, he makes bold statements about that exact thing. Mm-hmm. He says things, you know, like we've said t- today, like, I don't do anything that the Father hasn't told me to do. Yeah. It's, it's we're one, mm-hmm. and yet we're separate. Yeah. You know, no one has seen the Father except for me. I was there at the beginning of creation. We're one. Mm-hmm. I only do what the Father tells me to do, nothing separate. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's this constant Yeah. him saying, I am one and I am separate, and I am one and I am separate. Mm-hmm. And when I am with you, I am, you know, man. Yeah. It's just totally, it's a total invitation into the excitement of what is actually fully available to us. Right. And I think constantly right now we're in this, state where the on one side of the aisle we have people trying to 
get us back into, um, I don't know if works is the right word, but we're trying to get us back into like, quit doing bad things. Mm-hmm. On the other end, we have this group of it's like, well, it's okay if we do bad things because God loves us. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. And I think both of these sometimes <laughs> lack the focus of wholeness. Mm-hmm. I really don't care about my deeds as much as I care about my spirit mm-hmm. and and who Jesus has made me. Right. And I want my deeds to flow out of that. Right. You know, the idea for me, and I'm not saying this is anyone, it has to be anybody else's theology. This is just my own conviction, thought, what I feel like the Lord worked me through, is that when James says faith without works is dead, mm-hmm. it is a signpost of if you don't see any fruit in your life, you need to go re-examine your faith. Sure. It's not now that you have faith, get to work. It's, hey, listen. Right. If you're not seeing fruit in your life, Mm-hmm. If you're saying you have faith in Christ and you're depressed, you're anxious, um, everyone around you is still sick, everyone around you is still hopeless, mm-hmm. every, you're still angry, you're still your marriage is still broken, buddy. It's it's not a works problem, right? It's a faith problem because there's no fruit, there's no works, right? And so what it is is faith that faith without works is dead is a signpost to say I need to re-examine where my faith is. Right. Because if it's in Christ, it is supposed to produce within me a sense of wholeness that is not just for me, but available to all those around me. Mm-hmm. And that's what Jesus, I think, is trying to give us an example of in his ability to walk as man. Right. Is it's faith yeah. and it's wholeness. <clears throat> yeah, that's and I I love that. And that that kind of brings back to what I feel like we have talked about for years and years and years. Basically going back as far as I can remember. The sixties. Sixties, <laughs> it seems like. This idea that that like our our behavior is not exclusively but primarily the product of what we believe. Mm-hmm. And that goes right along with what you're saying is like, mm-hmm. like if I'm not praying for the sick, it's because it's probably because I don't yet believe that that's something I can do. hundred percent. Right. And if 100%. I'm not, you know. Yeah. Because, and if I'm not seeing it, it's a, yeah. it's a product of something inside of me. <clears throat> right. If people aren't being healed and people aren't being freed from the demonic, it's not because I don't have the right prayer <clears throat> or know enough about their background. Mm-hmm. It's because I'm an unbelief of in the power Right. That God has given to me through his Holy Spirit. Right. Yeah. It is always a problem of unbelief. Mm-hmm. If I believed I was as whole as the, as the scriptures say I am, if I believed that Noah, mm-hmm. no one around me would be sick. No one around me would be right. um, dealing with demonic oppression, possession, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. No one around me would hopefully be anxious or depressed. Right. Yeah. But that is not solved by me doing something, it is solved by me believing in who he made me. Right. There are things to do, disciplines and things that bring me into that belief more. Right. Don't mistake me. Yeah. But the reality is, is that unbelief is attached to all the problems that I'm facing. Right. Because I don't believe that God is as good as he says he is, Mm -hmm. which means that he's not made me as whole as he says I am. Right. That's it. Yeah. Like you want a diagnosis for your problem? There it is. Yeah. In everything. Mm-hmm. You can hinge your healing ministry, your church, your personal life, your deliverance, whatever you want to call it, you can hinge it on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I'm trying to decide how far I want to go down that rabbit rabbit trail because <laughs> I've got whole episodes planned out on this very topic because okay. I think we we can explore we can explore the mind and belief yeah at for incredible sure incredible lengths um, yeah. but for now I feel satisfied just saying kind of landing there that sure like belief is the or behavior is ultimately primarily the product of our belief mm-hmm. and like you said it's not that the we guess we step into behavior modification when we stop addressing the mind and we start addressing the do's and yeah. the don'ts. Yep. Because the thing is, <clears throat> if I'm not praying for the sick, like I said, it's it's because I don't yet believe in what I have with the Holy Spirit in me. Yeah. You know. Yep. And so, and so if we if we start addressing the mind and start addressing, okay, what am I believing about the Holy Spirit? What am I believing about myself? What am I believing about the gospel? If we get those things in order, the natural outcome is that you'll start doing what you were called to do. Yeah. And you don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Because that's just going to be the natural product. There's this crazy idea Paul gives us in (laughs) Romans 12 where he says something so crazy. (laughs) Be renewed or transformed in your mind. Right. Yeah. (laughs) You know, he says, offer Mm -hmm. your body up as a living sacrifice. This is holy and true worship to God. Mm -hmm. And do not be, you know... Um, attached to the ideas of this world, mm-hmm. but be transformed by how you think. Yeah. And that is your beliefs. Mm-hmm. That is your system of beliefs and how you view everything around you. Right. And what we're being called into is the fullness of just believing. Mm-hmm. And what we, we have this, we have an ignorance in ourselves to say, well, I do believe. I'm just not doing enough. Right. That's the lie. Mm-hmm. The lie is, I do believe. I'm just not doing mm-hmm. enough, but you don't, though. <laughs> right. Because if I believed it, I'd be doing it. Right. The you same know? thing with, and it goes back to your relationship with food. If you believed this food was better for you truly in, in every way, mm-hmm. you'd be eating it, but you're not. You're eating McDonald's French fries. Mm-hmm. Because you believe it's good for your health, right? but you don't believe it's good for your mind and for your comfort and for your joy. Mm-hmm. So that's attached to unbelief. Right. Everything in this is attached to the unbelief mm-hmm. of who I actually am. Mm-hmm. Everything. It's all, it's a roadmap. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like that. It's like what, um, I'm forgetting the context in which this was said. But um, <clears throat> there's that guy who was uh, talking to Jesus and he says, I believe, but help my unbelief. Yes. Because it's like, it's like we believe, but at the same time, like I don't yet. <laughs> yeah. 100%. You know? You know, hundred percent. I have enough to. I think oftentimes in myself, I have this moment of like, I have enough to get me into the next phase of existing, mm-hmm. but not enough to bring that into where I am. Right. Yeah. And that's what I'm working on. Yeah. I have enough phase. I have enough faith to get me into new earth. Right. And eternal life. Mm-hmm. I don't seem to have enough faith to bring that into my current and present reality. Right. And that's what I, that's the goal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the goal of wholeness. Yeah. 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 That everything's available now, Mm -hmm. except for the new body thing. Except for the body. That's all right. I can wait. Yeah. I mean, it's great already. (laughs) We're doing great. Can't get much better than this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, I feel pretty good about what we covered today. Yeah. Just believe. Believe in yourself. Hey, Braden, did I get that reference right? What, John 8, 13 or 14? 
14. John 8, 14. Thanks, Braden. Nailed it. You're so you're so incredible. What would we do without him, man? I know, man. He's the um he's the internal processor. <laughs> I'm the front screen of the iPhone, you're the camera, <laughs> but inside there's a whole mess of gears and thingies and the stuff that it takes way smarter people to understand. Oh yeah. 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 You're just a pretty face, man. <laughs> you're just a pretty face. I'm just a nice flannel. <laughs> <laughs> just a couple nice flannels, you know. Okay. Cool. Any last thoughts? No. I would just say, like, don't let that be a message of shame, yeah. but let that be a invitation into discovering that maybe your problems are not chronic um, sin. Mm-hmm. It's unbelief in the freedom that is available in Christ in what you're dealing with. Right. So yeah. let it, don't don't let it be a shameful idea. Let it be an invitation that oh man. Everything I'm waiting for is behind the door of belief. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Okay, to all our listeners, thank you. To all our watchers, thank you. Yes. Um, and yeah, yeah, just just be encouraged with that. Uh, I wouldn't ever want, I wouldn't ever want this topic of kenosis, like you said, to ever sound or to come across as us saying anything like demeaning or reducing who Jesus really is and who yeah. he was. It is, I think it's the opposite, like you said. Yes. But I wouldn't ever want it to come across that way. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, I feel good. So, okay, to all our listeners, to all our watchers, thank you. We love you and have a good week. <laughs>